Monday. Present. Can we be there? Don, we are here. Oh, think of the time. You don't have to think about it. It is right here. It is right there. Hard and love so strange. Said you now, no, no. How you doing today, Brandon Stokely? Doing great. How you doing? Doing fantastic. Happy Monday to you. I was glad there was no head coach um, press conference when I was gone for the three days. Yes. So that was good. So we're still in the mix of that. We had some good games. Well, one good game yesterday and one awful game yesterday. It was an awful game. We know who the Super Bowl matchup's going to be. We so do. that's exciting. It is exciting. We are here. We only got one more football. That's depressing. One that more is football game. Depressing. Suppressing. That is depressing. Because everything just comes to a stop. Like all the. Oh, Thursday, what do we got? Sunday, what do we got? You know, and then it's just like over. It's like the golden goose stops laying golden eggs because we get them laid. Like you said, on Thursday, something to look forward to. Monday. Saturday is like the college slate. You and I are both big college football fans. Sunday and then Monday is really only like three, four days uh, where you don't get football during this period. And now it goes away. And it's still cold and dark getting there. You know, it's, so really it's not even like it's summertime yeah. where you can just enjoy. Okay, so you're kind of stuck at home, not doing a whole lot. And, you know, you want to watch games and have action and football and NFL and right. all this. And right. So it's, uh, um, I think it's, a, it's after the Super Bowl is a little bit of a depressing time for us Americans. Melancholy. It's the worst. That it's old like melancholy a, stuff. God. Melancholy. It just feel a little bit off. Feel yeah. a little bit sad. Like yeah. a Christmas evening for me. It's just like, ah, man. It's over. It's done. It's over. Yep. It's done. Um, uh, so we're, we're, we're here. We're rocking and rolling. And what'd you make of um, yesterday? Well, uh, on, on the first hand, like, I, I, I can't believe the final score, 31 to 7, but I can believe how they got there. I just I hate it for Shanahan. I hate it for the 49ers because that game isn't representative of the true matchup and what it could actually look like. But when you're on your fourth quarterback and you're literally rolling Christian McCaffrey out there for a play or two, I just again it's just not it's not representative of who the Niners truly are. And for that, I'm I'm disappointed. Yeah, that's a bummer. That was the game I was most looking forward to watching and seeing. They were the two most complete football teams Me too. in the NFL. Yep. And I was like, this is going to be a heavyweight fight here. This is going to be a good game. This is what San Francisco does. They'll go on the road and go toe-to-toe with you, and they'll find a way to win this football game. And that was my mindset going in. And, you know, unfortunately, if your quarterback can't throw the football, if you don't have a healthy quarterback to throw the football, you don't have a chance. Um, I was really so, pulling for Josh Johnson when he stepped into that game. And yeah, we sat down with him in the preseason. Right. I'm like, oh, my gosh. If this dude and goes and and balls out, does George Payton get fired on his day off? Because <laughs> you had that guy as your backup quarterback, and at the eleventh hour in camp or preseason, they 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 flipped it. Um, but Josh looked a little bit out of sorts, and he hits his head, and um, it's just you know, it's just just it was awful. Brock Purdy's back in there, but he can't throw the ball. It was just it was not a good game. But Philly, man, that team stoke on both sides of the football. In the trenches, they are going to give Kansas City everything they can handle in two weeks. Absolutely. They're a complete football team. They got a good defensive front. You know, they can rush from the outside guys and the inside guys, and uh, their offensive line or bruisers. They can run the football. 
They got dynamic playmakers at the wide receiver position. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown also got a really, really good tight end in Dallas Goddard. So, you know, they got a speed back there in Miles Sanders, and their quarterback can throw it and he can run it. Yep. So they are um, as a complete football team as there is in the NFL by far. They they really are. Um, and then on the other side, Kansas City ekes by, edges out, outlasts Cincinnati with a little bit of help or a lot of it. I mean, that's really where I am. It was it a little bit of help or a lot of bit of help from the officiate, uh, officials who have really come under fire uh, from just NFL fans near and far? Yeah. Uh, it could have been better, obviously, from the officiating standpoint. Um, you know, a lot of people making a big deal about that third down. They, they got to redo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, when they ran the play, but they couldn't but the hear ref, the whistles. You saw the ref. They, once they showed out, the ref was coming in trying to blow yeah. it dead. You just couldn't hear. So. I think that was the second time it happened. So, once it happened for a second time, Zach Taylor's losing his mind. Like I don't remember the first time. I mean, that, that was I don't remember blowing the play dead after the play went. Yeah, I thought that actually it. happened twice. Where they not just, like that. Yeah, no, well, maybe not like that, but... I mean, that was a third down play that they incomplete. They had their punt unit already on the field. Yep. Like, so the problem that I have with the situation is I, you, you saw the ref coming in blowing it you know, dead, but he, he's got to be more demonstrative. Ooh. De- demonstrative. There it is. That's what I said the first time. Mm. No? A little melancholy. Yeah, a little bit a little bit off there. I, I, I didn't have that S in there. Just kind of bypass that S. But, like, uh, be, be flagrant with it. Like, yeah, he yeah. was cut. But, but, like, you got to continue to blow it. How, how on earth the, is a punt unit coming out? Everybody thought the, it was incomplete, and the punt unit's already out on the field. No, no, no. you got to be over there. No, 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 no. And yep. So that was that was the big issue there. Uh, but certainly he blew the whistle before the play started. And then, you know, obviously they get a holding penalty when they get a sack right. on the next play. Right. Um, but it was a holding call, so that was a good call. Ah. What about the personal foul? The out-of-bounds? The out-of-bounds pushed from behind. That, that Great call. That, that made Great a call. sick call. Great call. Was it a 60-yarder to a 45, I think? Yeah, great call. I mean, it was a, they wouldn't have been able to kick the field goal. Right. They can't, they're not trying a 60-yarder. Right. Unless in you're in situation. Seattle and you got Hackett as your coach. Well, it's 64. Mm. Yeah, then you go for it. Let's, let's set the all-time record at this stage. <laughs> I, we want no one to yeah. ever pass this yes, thing. Yes. Let's go for it. Yes. What do you think, guys? No, look, I... It's a great call. That uh, Mahomes was like halfway in the white, pretty much, when the guy put his hands oh, on him. Further than that, I thought yeah. he was closer I mean, to the. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I mean, that's just a dumb play. Don't be a dumb dumb. You the- can't touch the quarterback when he's close to out of bounds. He's definitely running out of bounds. You you have to understand in that situation that you can't even touch him. It's not like he's walking the fine line of staying in, staying out of bounds. And if you're leaving it to the ref's hands, what I tell you? That's the key. That's the key phrase right there. That's that's what my old coach told me. If you leave it in their hands, they're going to screw you. Like when you're playing wide receiver, don't extend your arm and push the DB off because they'll screw you. Yep. And you just can't do that if you're that defender in that situation. I hate calls, you know, determining outcomes of games like that. I hate it like pass interference, but when it's blatant like that against the quarterback, I look at the player. Hey, yep. that's just dumb. Yep. Don't be a dumb dumb. And that's you know, that's what he was right there. It's just it's just like not smart football at all. It wasn't close. He was out of bounds. What do you not throw the flag against Patrick Mahomes when he's out of bounds and the guy shoves him for no reason? I blame the player. 
And he blamed himself. I mean, you could he see. Did. I didn't I mean, see that. Oh, I my felt, gosh. I feel bad for the guy. He I mean, played great. That's the thing. Like, that guy was ugh. flying around. I feel bad for him. Um, but, but, yeah, like, I mean, he was he was in tears and just. He I was, saw him uh, in tears, gosh, but I, mean, I didn't want to even hear it. It brings, you know, I hate to see it, but that's sports, man. Yep. You got to be smarter yep. than that. You just have to. And that's the problem. It wasn't like you missed a tackle. You missed a catch. You threw a bad pass. It's like, that is just simple. That's easy. Don't touch the quarterback when he's out of bounds. And and you're going into overtime. And, yes. And, and and well, I thought Cincinnati had multiple chances to win it. I think they had two different drives under eight minutes. I thought I thought they were going to go win the game. It looked like Kansas City was out of gas to me. Um, they were injured. They were yes, banged up. Yes. And Mahomes, I don't know how big of an issue that ankle is going to be in two weeks, but it clearly played a role yesterday. Um, I just the, the butterfly effect, and you just don't know how these windows in sports work. You're going into overtime. You have a bit of momentum. You came back. You were down 13 to 3. Right. And, and they beat him in overtime last beat year. Beat him in overtime last year, right? In the, in the same building. Yes. So it's like you just don't know if you're what ever going to be back and you're going into overtime. That felt like overtime was destined for that game and to have it end the way that it did with all the other stuff and now narratives that get to run wild, you know, NFL rigged, tr- number one trending on Twitter. It's like, I don't know. Oh, that. man. Not going that far, I, I can't either. The but... refs have stunk all year. Yeah. Okay. Refs continue to stink. Yep. This this should be a catalyst to have full-time refs. Yes. It still won't be great. I mean, right. the game moves fast. It's a hard thing to do. Um, and I do think they throw too many flags, uh, certainly. But, you know, you're right. Just real quick to, to finish this off, you're, you're exactly right. And, um, you know, you look at all these things. You talk about the refs. You talk about this and that. Hey, guess what? Cincy, you had the ball. Um, with two minutes to play in the game, or right around you know, uh, two and a half minutes, three minutes to go in the game, yep. and you had a chance to go down there and kick a field goal and walk it off. You didn't do it. I, is that, I was is thinking the exact same thing. They're going to win this thing. Joe Burrow's going to get it done. You didn't get it done. You had that opportunity. You didn't get it done. And then you, you, know, you have a punt, and it's not a great punt. You give up a big return. Should there have been a block in the back? Yeah, there probably should have been a block in the back, um, certainly on that punt return. But you had the ball in your hands, a tie ball game with a little over two minutes left. Gosh, had it. You had to punt it. I thought it was going to be Joe Burrow's moment. I yeah. really did. I really did. Okay, so Harbaugh wasn't dead in the Broncos coaching search after all. Is it dead now? That's next. <laughs> Reaction Monday, presented by Superbook.com. Here's Stokely and Zach. <laughs> so it turns out that that hardball wasn't dead after all. Holy moly. Is it dead now? Now, we talked about this last week. In fact, we talked about it um, before last week. Starting last Thursday, last Thursday, that um, I sort of floated out an idea. Like, it was sort of like a conspiracy, but not, like, really? It's like, are we sure this thing's dead? Where's Harbaugh's new contract? And, and, And if... Stuff is going awry here, and you can't, um, you know, make this work with some of these other candidates. Do you circle back to Harbaugh? Is he really off the table? And I tweeted it, and the words that came up in my mentions were um, pathetic, um, clickbait, um, 
Uh, you just name called like you're an idiot, you're a clown, because Harbaugh put out the statement. Well, Schefter reports over the weekend, this is Saturday, that Broncos owner Greg Penner and the University of Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh did meet last week in Ann Arbor to discuss Denver's head coaching position without any deal materializing, league sources told ESPN. Although Harbaugh, two weeks ago, announced he was staying at Michigan, Penner did his due diligence and still traveled to Ann Arbor to meet with the coach in person, end quote. What do you make of the report? He was their guy. He's the guy that they love. He's the guy that they wanted. Um, And I like to deduce and put two and two and try to make four. I would think that they they probably thought they had it. They probably thought they had it done. And you go to Michigan and you make that trip all the way over there to try to seal the deal and find your head coach who that – I think – do you think that he was the number one candidate the whole time? A thousand percent. Right. They, that, a that's thousand they, percent. That's, that was the twinkle of the eye, yes. right? I mean, we can we can all, if you have a brain, and uh, figure that out. And I think that they, they went over there expecting it to, to, to go full circle, regroup. 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 That was the regroup. Yeah. And, and then I think, you know, they might have had to regroup after he told them no again, but – you don't just go over there just to say, hey, Jim, how you doing, man? Are right. you sure? Right. Are you sure? Right. I, I just don't think you do that. I think you had a strong feeling that if you went over there, you could close the deal mm. and you could make it happen. And that was your number one. And so you know what? All right, I'll get on this damn private plane and I'll go over to Ann Arbor. Sure. Let's go ahead because I, I love you and I want to close this deal. Let's go ahead and get it done. And... Something happened. Something happened for it to not not to be done. Um, and I would oh, no. imagine, and I would imagine, if they're banging the UE back to Ann Arbor, that there had to have been a big boy, big boy offer. Like this is this is where this ends, Jim. You're coming back to Denver with us, not literally. Right. But like this is where this has to end. So whatever, you know. Uh, you know, the, the the phrase that gets thrown around yesterday's price, not today's price. Like, maybe they went in with that sort of mindset. Like, we're getting this thing freaking done. We have the resources to get it done. You're our guy. Just to reiterate, we've gone through the process. And, yeah, whatever that might be. It might yeah. have been $18 million. I mean, I don't know what he's making in Michigan. Nothing close to that. No. Right? No. And there's still no deal done, all this and that. I mean, and so, um, you know, if you, if you offered him $18 million over four or five years, $20 million over four to five years, I mean, that's a huge increase in what he was making. Yes. And he gets to come back to the NFL. It's, um, yeah, very interesting. You know, you were on this thing two weeks ago. Yes. Uh, a few weeks ago. And then and then we revisited it again last week. We did. Talking about it again. Um, and it was right there. I mean, it was right there. It was so close to... Him being the next coach, obviously. Yeah. And then the reports come out, and you hear from Schefter, so you know it's you know it's spot on and accurate. Um, but that thing had to be really close. I mean, it had to be like at the the last hurdle. Yeah. And for whatever reason, on the one yard line, they'll say in business, yes. right? It was on the deal was on the yes. one yard line. They 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 um, um, Tyler Hunley did. They Tyler Hunley did. Yeah. 
Follow me. Oh my gosh, he went. He tried to reach across them. Yeah. Yeah. It I'm was like, Hendrickson, right? Yeah. He took it the other way. That's what they did. Oh my God. That's what they did. You know, just, it just, they just fumbled it. They were right there and it got fumbled and it didn't happen. Um, I would think that it's probably dead now. I don't know. Like, if you're Greg Penner and company, do you go for round three? Do you go for, oh. you know, fool me once? Shane, I mean, obviously, they've been pursuing this guy. Yeah. He's giving him the stiff arm, you know, not once, but twice. And now it's public. Now the second stiff arm is public. Right. How do you go back to for round three? Like, like it's, hey, we're it's still here. You got right. to yes. sign outside. They won't right. come to the door anymore. But like, yeah. yeah, will you go to prom? No, I told you twice. I'm not going to prom with you. I mean, you know, Gosh. it's done. Like, you just got to tuck your tail between your legs and get on your private plane and come back to Denver. Like, that's out now, right? Right? <laughs> I don't know. I, you're probably right. Probably right. Because the Broncos need to move on. Like, the Broncos need to hire a head right. coach. So, can you toil for another, even if it's three, four days? I think this thing's going to be announced in the next... 24 hours. I think this is, I think the next update you get on the Broncos coaching search is the Broncos have hired a head coach. I don't think there's like this, in, you know, you're going to reset everything. Ah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I mean, what else can you reset? I mean, they're already telling candidates they're out. Well, are they expanding their search? And this guy hit the, hit the, hit Mahomes, you know, he's five yards out of bounds, throwing, pushing him down. I mean, just uh, like, yeah, it's frustrating. We're watching. And they're the showing guy. Jermaine Pratt, who's going right. to the locker room, saying, "You know, this is my last year. Why would right. he have to touch the quarterback?" Right. These guys are frustrated. You put so much work into it. You're so close, and then you know, you 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 didn't drop a pass. You didn't throw an interception. You just didn't play smart. That was undisciplined. Just undisciplined, like. You, he knows it. Pratt, they play the same position. Like, you don't touch a quarterback, especially Patrick Mahomes, when he's close to being out of bounds. You should be crying. It's just, it's just yeah. So, I get it from his his perspective. He's pissed off. Yep. He should be pissed off. Yep. Might be his that's last still, crack. That's still your teammate. Yeah. But still, you know, it's like you can be pissed off at your kids. That's still my kid. Yeah. But look, don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing as your teammate. Oh man! All right, um, we'll circle back. Uh, yeah, because I have another thought, like that. I want to bounce off of you, just, just like in the coaching oh, search or from the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, no, not the game. I just said everything I had to say about that. I mean, it's coaching search, just more. So you got another thought on the coaching search? You'd like to uh, put on the table? Are the Broncos expanding their search? And what is going on with a a mystery candidate? The hell is this? Royal Rumble? Mystery, a mystery member? Is that what happened? Royal Rumble. It was this past weekend. Huh. We'll dive into all that coming up next. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Superbook.com. Here's Stokely and Zach. Expanding their coaching search. And is there a, and I can't believe I'm saying this, 
Is there a mystery candidate? A mystery. A mystery candidate. I leave for a few days, and now we have a mystery candidate? I, what happened? Help me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try here. This comes from, I believe the genesis of this was uh, set into a, a, a phone here on the fan. This was Mike Kliss on Friday uh, jumping on the drive. I do know. I don't know their names, but I do know they've talked to a couple other unknown candidates that aren't on their top eight lists. Again, I don't know who their names are, but there could be a mystery candidate. The Royal Rumble was this past weekend Uh at WWE. And once in a while, because it's like 30 guys, one at a time comes out every minute or two or whatever until one guy's left in in the ring. And we're kind of going through this here with with the Broncos coaching search. There's only going to be one guy left. But once in a while, they'll be like, there's 29 known men and there's one man that's going to come in at number 30. It'll be like the return of like Chris Jericho or someone you haven't seen in years, but it's a household name and they build it up. Um, This is the Denver Broncos coaching search. (laughs) A mystery candidate? Well, how, how much should I be paying attention to this? Because it feels bizarre. Yeah, how bizarre? So bizarre. Yeah. I, I I mean, who would it be? Like, who? Like, if, let's just go through some possible mystery candidates. My, my first one would be Mike Shanahan. So, so I'm glad you just said that. Because when you say mystery candidate, you can't attach mystery candidate to uh, Jonathan Gannon. He can't be a mystery candidate. No, but they haven't interviewed him, have they? Uh, have Gannon? They? No, yeah. I don't. I don't believe so. He wasn't on the no, list. So no, he, he was not on the initial list. I was kind of thinking anyone not on the big list, the original list, the original. It could be ki- some yes. type of mystery and I'm candidate. Sa- I'm saying yes, someone who's not on the original list, but a big name with some sizzle. You can't attach mystery candidate and say, hey, it's going to be you know fill in the blank like last lackluster like. Right. A, uh, okay. So Mike Shanahan comes to mind. Perfect. What would your thoughts be on Mike Shanahan? I, I mean, I, like some people floated it out early in the process. I floated it out there yeah. too before it started. Like, yeah. why not? Why not take a look and, you know, they, a lot of people said, well, Mike doesn't want to coach. Doesn't want to coach against his son, Kyle. I'm like, Kyle's in the NFC. We're in the AFC. Maybe they see each other once. Like, they're probably not going to meet up in the Super Bowl. So maybe if they play each other one time, like, would he not coach the Broncos? And because he might see his son here in three years, um, I found that hard to believe. But I'm just like, okay, whatever. Probably not Mike. But what would you make of Mike Shanahan being a mystery candidate? If you told me Mike Shanahan, first of all, I don't think that's who it is. But but going through this exercise, if you said Mike Shanahan could be the next coach of the Broncos, I would say, when can you start? Are we we starting today? Because this organization needs uh, something. They need a high floor. That like I'm thinking about the ceiling too, but a high right. floor. This is the worst stretch of Broncos football in their NFL existence. Who can get us out of the pit of misery? Mike Shanahan, perfect. Let's start there. But I don't think that's the case at all. But yeah, that's a yeah. name like that who would come to mind in mist in mystery candidates. I don't think so either. Um, but I um, I think it would be a great hire. You know, because like like you just you hear mystery candidate like you said, and it's like okay, well, who could this be? And you think about the Broncos and Greg Penner. Like, okay, you swung for Jim Harbaugh um, not once but twice, and you, 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 you whiffed both times, okay? So let's just say he's out. You know, Sean Payton, you know, what's going on with him? No one knows. Reports all over the place. The Broncos' ownership didn't like him. He rubs them the wrong way. All these things. Boom. Okay. And now you go through these secondary secondary uh, candidates, and it's like, okay, D'Amico Ryans. Well, 
He gave you the stiff arm How also. about that, man? He's going to Houston. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, actually, actually, it's very right. believable. Yep. It's yep. not unbelievable no, at all. It's not. It's not when you when you take a step back yep. and remove emotions from the situation. Yes. Um, so he's, you know, no longer involved. Dan Quinn, ah, I'm good in Dallas. I'm chilling. So he's out. Now, what are you looking at if you're um, – the, the the Penner group here. I mean, what are you looking at? You're looking at, you know, Jim Caldwell? You're looking at who else? Give me another name. I mean, David Shaw? Yeah, David who Shaw, uh, Idro Evero. Uh, yeah, you can't. No, no, you're not looking at He's done. Well, I'm yeah. saying he was on the initial yeah, list. No, but, but we can't even. I mean, he's part of Nathaniel Hackett. You yep. can't touch that. Yep. He's a quarantine for a year before you touch that. Yep. Um, so, like, is that who you're going to present? Is that who your first hire is going to be? Like, really? Raheem Morris. Right. Raheem Morris, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go, Broncos country. No. Here you go. No. Nope. Nope. Can't be, right? Nope. Can't be. Nope. Can't be. It will not be. Right. It will not be. They are smarter than that. That's not going to be their first, like, um, welcome to Denver moment to Broncos fans. This is what we're going to provide y'all. Right. So... You look at the situation, you say, okay, well, if it's a mystery candidate, it's going to be a big mystery candidate. And, and a Mike Shanahan would be a big mystery. Here you go, Bron- Broncos country would be fired up about that. Yeah. So, like, if you can't do any of those those first few things up there at the top. Yeah. And you've gotten stiff-armed, stiff-armed, and then you're like, oh, you just relegated to Raheem Morris? Yeah. You might as well go, you know, hey, here's Mike Shanahan, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that could be a, a good mystery candidate. But any other mystery candidates that would get you excited? No, not really. No. Bill we're not taking the chin all these years later. We're just not doing it. <laughs> but we're thinking mystery candidates. Like, my mind started to go to other current NFL coaches that okay. they could trade for, you know, that could right. be a mystery candidate. Like, you know, fill in the blank, right? Mike Tomlin's often thrown out there. Bill Belichick, could that cycle itself be over in New England? Uh, you know, Doug Peterson, who you should have hired. I mean, that's not realistic. But neither is no. the other two probably really anyway. Right. So, but this is where your mind goes. But I know you can't, you can't. First of all, let me let me just clear something up too because this is this just drove me nuts over the weekend. So we have Mike Kliss come on the air on Friday and say, "Hey, there there could be a, a mystery candidate." But then Mike tweets yesterday, "Quote: Lots of talk about potential for Broncos to expand head coaching search." My read: That's not the case. Broncos appear focused on current candidate group. There is a plan. A lot of crazy stuff out there. Well, hold on a second. You're the one who said mystery candidate. We didn't say it. We didn't. The phrase mystery candidate was never used until Mike came on the air and said there could be a mystery candidate. And then he went on the Twitter on Sunday and said, hey, a lot of crazy stuff out there. Focus on the current. Like, like Mike, this was your report. You started the fire. <laughs> and then you walked away and said, hey, what's that fire doing on over there? Yeah, a lot of like, craziness going man, on around here. It's a big fire. <laughs> How'd that fire get? You started it, Mike. Oh, my God. We Ooh, let, what are you doing? We Mike? obviously love Cliss, which is why we can poke him like this. But no one no one was talking about mystery candidate until until we heard it from Mike. So, uh, But then again, Mike sometimes shares stuff that... It's like, huh, why would Mike say that, considering how close he is tied with the football team? But then he sort of walks it back a little bit uh, on Sunday saying, hey, oh. uh, be, be focused on the current candidate group. I just saw that double reverse pass from McCaffrey. That, but I didn't even mm. see a player in the, in the frame by the time mm. the ball landed. It's like, it's, it's like playing, you know, you're playing Pop Warner and 
your quarterback can't throw, and the defense is just teeing off on the running game, and you're down double digits. I've been in those situations before. It's just like, sure. that's it. Like, it's just depressing. It's like, okay, well, what can we do? We can't do anything. Can't do anything. I mean, they're, they're, uh, this is the NFL. This is the NFC Championship game. That's why I hated that for San Francisco. Yes. It just was not representative right. of who no, they've been. No, you can't. I mean, what are you going to do if your quarterback can't throw the football and obviously you're behind by 14 going into halftime and you were down by seven with the ball and you sh- the turnover before half was a killer. Mm, yes, it I was. Mean, it just it's, but it was like, competitive up until that point. Well, it really yes. was. Was it seven seven when that happened? And then they scored and and. Or there no, was it might have been 14 7, 7 and then they made it 21 7. It might have been one before I'm trying to think, but yes, it was 14 7, and then they score right before half. I off mean, of Josh Johnson. Yes, Josh Johnson. Yes, it was. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, look, a fumble, and that yes. was right before half, and the right. over under total in the first half was 22 and a half, and I was on the under and felt great with a capital G about it until that, you know, final score because there's 21. But even going into, I think there was seven points total scored in the first quarter. I mean, it, like, all the scoring came late in the right. second based off turnovers. Um, but you have no chance. No. they didn't. You, have, you have no chance without a quarterback that can throw. Right. To, I mean, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I guess a good football team. A, a football team who, um, for the first time in the history of the NFL playoffs, in consecutive games, score more than 30 and hold their opponent, opponent to 10 or less. Wow. Now, you could tell me, hey, Giants suck, Niners suck. That's still kind of hard to do. Niners don't suck. Niners do not suck. Niners Their defense do not... was supposed to be the best defense in the NFL. Yep. Are we glad we didn't get D'Amico Ryans? Um, oh, God, I didn't think about that. D'Amico. <sighs> I'm just kidding because that's what always happens this time of year. Like you're the team that goes out and they're like, look at that defensive coordinator. You know, that's our head coach. Like his defense was awful yesterday. It's like, well, it's one game. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean. It can't be perfect. They were the number one defense all year. They were great. They were great. But they lost their spirit. I mean, they got to a point where, like, the, the outcome was already predetermined. And yeah. they had to finish the game as a formality, see some tempers flying. Um, but, okay. Uh, all right. Tempers flying. Mystery candidate. Mystery candidate? Eh, I'm balking at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't see that happening. Um Either here, I, I just, I just, yeah, I'm with you. We're gonna take a true deep dive at the top of the hour uh, into this coaching search uh, with a little bit of new information, a little bit of a new audio. You have a thought that you want to bounce off uh, me and our listeners uh, considering this search, and we're gonna take a dive into all that at the top of the hour. You're not gonna want to miss that. But in the meantime, it was a bad weekend for someone in Denver, but maybe not as bad as some would like you to think. And we'll explain next. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Superbook.com. Here's Stoney and Zach. It was a bad weekend for someone here in Denver. But maybe not as bad as some might lead you to believe. How about that game on ABC primetime? See, this is the time of year that uh, ABC um, uh, starts to really roll uh, their NBA slate out nationally in a primetime format because football is wrapping up. And every year right around this time, as soon as divisional weekend ends, that next weekend, we know the uh, NFL plays their championship games on Sunday. The NBA starts to um, take center stage a little bit. And 
It was a rivalry week in the NBA, which is a newly created sort of scheduling um, spice, if you will. Uh, and we had Joel Embiid versus Nikola Jokic. These guys finished one and two in the MVP voting in consecutive years. And Embiid absolutely took the game over when it was on the line and dominated the fourth quarter. Finishes with 47 points and 18 rebounds, five assists, three steals, multiple blocks. Embiid, since the clock hit zeros on this one, has leapfrogged anyone who was in front of him in the MVP race, not named Nikola Jokic. Okay, yeah, um, I did see a lot of reaction to this game, obviously, and I'm with you. I, I, well, I don't know how, first of all, you you, you view it, but I, I think it's uh, a lot of overreaction to just one basketball game. Uh, don't get caught up in the moment. And, yeah, Embiid was great. It was great. Embiid was great. Okay, hats off to you. Great game. They were at home. They handled their business. They won the basketball game. But let's not act like uh, Jokic was a bum out there. Right. 24, 9 assists, 8 rebounds on 8 for 12 shooting, 2 for 2 from 3-point land. Okay? So, you know, it wasn't like he was a disaster and Embiid was awesome. No. No. Hey, Embiid was awesome and Jokic was good. Really good. Now he had, he had he had he did have seven turnovers. They did blow a big lead. They did. That that's the problem to me. This whole thing. They had this thing locked up. They did. And uh, Will Peterson uh, t- tweeted it out. You know, Jamal Murray is shooting a tex- technical foul, and they're up fifteen points with like I don't know three minutes to go in the third. Something like that. Like this thing is over. You're on it. You're very close. Yep. Over. Yep. Over. Of course. What did Jamal do? He missed the technical free throw. Like, dude, if you're shooting technical free throws, you can't miss them. You can't miss them. That, that's it. Find someone else to do it then. I, it is, like, you had a chance to put the hammer on them, and you know what happened? You missed it. You had the ball. You missed it. And then, um, is it Niang? Yeah. He ends up hitting two back-to-back three-pointers. So your 15-point lead where you, you could have been up 16-plus because you had the ball all of a sudden goes from 15 because you missed the free throw and you have a bad possession to three-pointed by them, another miss, three-pointed by them. Now it's a nine-point game. Now they have the momentum. They have life. Yep, and at that point, and you're, you're spot on with the sequence, the sky started falling, and it was a 12-0 to run. Hey, you can't do that in someone else's barn when that team is shooting 50% from three. They just they stole the momentum from the Nuggets, and it was the way things fell, like – for Joker specifically, and you just gave the numbers, he, he didn't play a bad game. But when the game hung in the balance, Embiid by force took over. Jokic didn't make his first bucket in that fourth quarter till under two minutes left in the fourth, and it was just it was just too um, too stagnant. Where with the Philadelphia uh, 76ers, the ball kept on finding Embiid. He was demanding it. He made all his jumpers, and it was fantastic. And guess what you do? You take your hat off. And say, yeah, you won at the end of January. But this idea that has been put out there by some Nuggets media members, by even guys at our own station, Richie texts us like, hey, and I don't mean to throw, throw Richie under the bus, but let's go ahead and do it. Uh, you got to turn your but mic on the radio. We yeah, definitely no, will. We definitely will. I was like, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Dude, this is one game in late January. Jokic is still minus money. Embiid is 3-1 to one currently. So... By the odds, Jokic is still three times more likely to win this award. And what won't be happening 
in three months is voters saying, you know what, I'm kind of torn. Let me give it to Joel Embiid because he got the best of Jokic in a head-to-head matchup on January 29th. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we get caught up in the moment and uh, the, what happened recently, but you got to look at the big picture. You're not going to win the MVP off of one game. Just not, just not, not what's going to happen here. So um, I think you take a step back, take the motions out of it, and look at the overall picture here. And I still like where my money's at. Yeah, me too. I still like it uh, with Jokic winning his his third in a row. So uh, obviously, still a lot of lot of lot of ball left here. We're not even at the All Star break. I mean, are, are they halfway they down are. the season? They are. Yep. Which is kind of I still can't get over that. Like your All Star break should be right in the middle. Why is it not in the middle? It's like always like ten games over, yeah, you know, the middle of the season is. or something. It's like what? Yeah, you, like All Star break in the middle of the season. It's not that throws me off a little bit. Um, but the Nuggets as a team overall that was disappointing. You had them. They did. Yeah, and like they did. you know, they got some good players. Obviously, you got to knock them out when you have the chance to knock them out. You let them hang around, especially in their building. Oh, you give them some life. They're like, all right, let's go. Ahead. We're gonna play. We're gonna continue to play hard. We got them on the ropes. Yeah, that, that's what was frustrating for me. And I have one more question after that. I want you to respond to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I I talked about this this morning. Came in early and, and uh, knocked out the Mile High Hoops podcast presented by Superbook uh, Sports. It'll be posted here uh, in the next couple minutes. But what you just brought up there is like very. Um, Few times will I come in and talk about the Nuggets after one game and have like this massive overarching takeaway. They're all little puzzle pieces that make up this 82 game season. But I said, if you did want to take something away, big picture, does this Nuggets team have killer in their DNA? There's no such thing as a part time killer. And we've seen the Nuggets unravel on national TV against the Lakers about a month ago. Can't a month, take my line. A month, well, <laughs> It ain't your life. Yeah, it, it is. is. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it uh, is. All right, all right. One day. Well, well, all right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that alone. I like but, it. I like um, it. But, but we've seen the Nuggets, like, unravel, and there was a three-minute stretch where they unraveled. Yeah. And here, here's what's encouraging, though. If I just covered up that three minutes where they are on the brunt end of a 12-0 run, like the Nuggets played awesome for big portions of that game, flying around defensively in the first half. Offensively, I thought they were great with a capital G in the first half. And then think you have that stretch. So there's there's a little this and a little that. You played great basketball for like 80%, 85% of the game, but that three-minute stretch, does that represent something that you are missing in your championship DNA, and will it reveal itself when the season's on the line here in three months? Okay, I was um, I was gone left left last week. Was here for a couple of days. Left Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. A lot of the conversation before me leaving yeah. was about bones. Like, oh, yes. finger. Yes. Like oh, like is he all in? Is he committed? What's going on there? Him and Michael Malone. Like what's what is he is he a malcontent? Do we need to trade him? Give me the Cliff Notes recap. I, you know, back in the lineup, um, played the other night and uh, had eleven points on one of six from three point land. Yeah, Overall, what's what's the buzz on Bones? Is he all in? Is he not? Well, we still waiting to see. Yeah, so it's it's still very much wait and see. There really hasn't been anything that has changed, you know, since you left um, late last week. Uh, you're seeing his name officially floated in trade rumors uh, coming from Yahoo. Um, there was a, a, a direct connection with uh, Minnesota, and obviously Tim Connolly drafted him out there. But the the report was that Denver could be looking for a player and a first round pick for Bones. Um, and the player that was being talked about was Nas Reed. Um, anyway, 
that's the word right now, that the Nuggets were looking for a, a player, an immediate rotation player, to help them try to get them over a championship hump and a first-round pick. And it sounds like the general reaction from the Minnesota fan base was absolutely not. Do they even have a first-rounder to give? Look at you, dude. You're on it. They traded four unprotected first-round picks in the Rudy Gobert trade, which is aging as bad as Russell Wilson's trade, I can tell you. Um, Mm. But, I mean, it's bad. Not that bad. (laughs) Not that bad. Well, um, so really, truthfully, we don't know yet. We just don't know how Calvin Booth, general manager, is going to operate here ahead of the February 9th deadline, and they are probably calling like 25 teams in the league and just seeing what they could get. um, I'm with you. I'm not overreacting. Game on the road, too. You blew a big lead. They're a good basketball team. Yeah. Right. They're good. They're really good. Yep. You're still 34-16, and and... um, you, you, you and you're still a really good basketball team, also. And Hopefully, guess it's what? a good learning lesson. Yes, and guess what? Your next game's on TNT tomorrow night. And guess what else? You're going to play Philly on national TV again in two months. Mm. Hang tight. There's a lot, a lot of season left here. Okay, could the Broncos be announcing a new coach in the next 24 hours? We're going to put everything we know on the table. Coming up next.